Welcome to the Healing HQ Podcast. I'm your host, Chelsea. I'm a Hashimoto's warrior, registered dietitian, and lover of all things healing. Each week, we will dive deep and provide you tips, tricks, and everything you will need on your healing journey from myself and my guests in the community. If you're ready to jump headfirst into your healing journey, then this podcast is for you. Get ready to talk all things woo-woo, mindset, nutrition, and so much more. Let's get started. Welcome back to another episode of the Healing HQ podcast. (laughs) I'm so glad you're here. Happy Friday if you're listening to this when it comes out. Um, It is the first Friday of 2021 what? (laughs) How did that happen? I have no idea. I'm not ready. Are you ready? I don't know. Um, But I thought I'd start this year off with something that's so important that I can't believe I haven't talked about yet. And that is like, what actually is Hashimoto's? What's happening in your body? Like, why? Like, if you don't understand the hormones, the labs, and like all these things that your doctor may have been like spitting words out to you at your doctor's appointment when you were diagnosed, um, or you may see it on Instagram, or you know what I mean? Like, just understanding what all of this stuff means and what's happening in your body. And I think that us feeling empowered enough to understand and know what's happening in our bodies is our superpower, right? Like, knowing our bodies. And feeling that our mind and our body are connected is our superpower. And that's exactly why in the Hashimoto's method, which is opening its doors super soon, guys, like this week, (laughs) Um, actually today, if you're listening to this um, live, make sure you get on the wait list. It's going to be in the show notes, but like your superpower is knowing your body. And I want to make sure that your mind and your body feel connected because I don't know about you guys, but for a really, really long time, my my mind would say all the right things, right? This is what you need to do. This is how you need to eat. This is how, you know, let's work out a few times a week. Let's feel good. And then my body would like go off and be like, no, screw you. And then like, I need a piece of lettuce and blow up like a balloon. And it's really a tough place to be when you're not understanding what's going on. So I'm going to explain what Hashimoto's is. So, but I'm going to kind of reverse engineer it. And you guys know how I do. I really don't have, I have a few notes just to make sure, but I'm, I'm winging it. <laughs> just me and you are having a conversation, right? Um, <laughs> so bear with me. So let's reverse engineer it, right? So like, what is the thyroid and where is the thyroid? So the thyroid sits right in front of your throat. So if you kind of trace from the tip of your chin down to where your your throat is, it's a little butterfly shaped gland that sits right in front. But this small, tiny gland does so freaking much for the body. When I learned what the, what the thyroid is actually responsible for, I was like, what? And it actually like... Guys, the thyroid and all the thyroid hormones play such a huge role in our like digestive system, our hunger hormones, our menstrual cycles, our like every hormone and organ in the body, they like they either use something from or they do something for them, which I thought was like insane. So the thyroid helps with growing your bones. It helps with your digestive tract. It helps with... um 
maintaining your body temperature. It helps with your weight. It helps with like your brain function. I mean, gosh, there's just so much and it's so cool. I find this so fascinating. So the thyroid sits in the throat. It's shaped like a butterfly, which is why you may see a lot of butterflies on my page um, or in like any of my logos or, you know, and the color for thyroid is this nice, beautiful teal blue. Um, And that is why you probably see my colors right on Instagram or on Facebook or in the Hashimoto's method. Like everything is this beautiful teal blue. And that's because that's the color for thyroid. And I I do wear a lot of blue, although it's not my favorite color. That's besides the point. We could talk about that another time, another day. So we know where the thyroid is. We know what the thyroid helps us do. Um, So let's talk about the thyroid hormones, right? We hear, this is what like you're, you get tested in the lab for when you go get blood work. Um, And I'm going to talk about labs probably near the end of this, but this is how we learn what's happening in our body, right? So there's a hormone called TSH, which is the thyroid stimulating hormone that is secreted or secreted, (laughs) secreted or released from the pituitary gland that's in our brain. Okay, so our brain sends signals to the pituitary gland saying, hey, buddy, please release um, more thyroid hormone. Um, So you need to get the TSH down to the thyroid so that it can make more thyroid hormone. Okay, so TSH is released by the pituitary gland and triggers the thyroid to make T4 which it has a long scientific name. I'm not getting into it. (laughs) I can't pronounce it. Um, No, I'm kidding. But T4, right? So the thyroid gland produces T4. That is the inactive form of the thyroid hormone. So our body can't use T4 other than to convert into T3, which is the active form. And in order to convert T4 to T3, we need things like selenium, iron, iodine, zinc. Um, we need good liver enzymes. Our pancreas needs, right? Like it needs to get converted somewhere in our body. And usually it's like the liver and a few other places. So we need T4 and all of these nutrients and working organs to convert T4 into T3, which is the active form of the thyroid hormone, okay? T3 is the one that triggers our body to do everything it needs to do, okay? So if you have hypothyroidism, you're not producing enough TSH. So your body's not in conjunction, right? Then your body's not producing enough T3 to have your body maintain its temperature, lose weight, right? Um, Have a a regular cycle and so on and so forth. On the opposite end, there's hyperthyroidism, which means your body's producing too much of it and your body can't keep up. So it's just being stored places, um, which is not cool, right? So TSH convert or tells the thyroid to produce T4, which is inactive. And then we add in all the nutrients that are amazing for the thyroid, the selenium, the iron, the zinc, the iodine, if you need it, and so on and so forth, that helps convert T4 into T3, which becomes the active form, which is then used in all of our bodily functions. Like, isn't it insane that this tiny little gland does all of this? 
right? All of it. And that's why I always say this and I will always say this. There's nothing wrong with being on thyroid medication. Our bodies need the thyroid hormone, whether we make it or our body's getting it synthetically through medication, because it's so important. As you can see, it's used in so much. So how does Hashimoto's play a role in this, right? So if you were diagnosed with Hashimoto's, there's a few things that are going on, right? Your immune system is building an army of antibodies, right, in the blood to essentially attack the thyroid. It's a foreign object in our body, and our body's immune system, right, is doing what it's supposed to do, but for the wrong thing. So our something in our body is triggering our brain, and this is in very layman's terms, but it's triggering our brain or our body to think that the thyroid is a foreign object. So it's not registering that the thyroid is its friend, is that, you know, it, it's good, we need it. So the immune system is doing what the immune system does best and produce antibodies to attack the, the foreign object to get rid of it. It's kind of the same thing that happens if you have a gluten sensitivity or a dairy sensitivity where it, your body picks it up as a foreign object and it attacks and inflames, right? And you get these symptoms and you know your body kind of rejects it almost. So that's essentially what's happening. Now, there's not necessarily different levels of Hashimoto's, but you're going to hear the term antibodies, right? There's two different antibodies that the thyroid produces. There's TPO, um, which are the ones that diagnose Hashimoto's. And then there's the TG antibodies, which are the ones that help you um, see if you have Graves' disease or a different um, thyroid condition, but you don't have to just because you have a presence of both the hormones or one instead of the other one, um, your doctor can go through that with you. Okay. So your body thinks your, your thyroid is a foreign object. So it's trying to attack it. Your body is always trying to protect you. I'm going to say that again, guys, your body's not against you. It is always trying to protect you. Okay. So by it attacking and producing antibodies towards the thyroid, is it trying to protect us? Okay. And it makes it really difficult when we have antibodies attacking our thyroid for the thyroid to do everything that it needs to do. And eventually the attack gets so strong, um, it can get strong where it can either completely stop converting um, or, you know, we can catch it, we can work on it tell our body it's okay. You don't need to produce antibodies through mindset work, through the nutrition work and, and finding the foods that work best for your body and not giving it foods that you might be extremely sensitive to, right? Like gluten, dairy, soy, green. I mean, there's tons of different foods, but everyone's different. And I talk about this a lot in step three in the Hashimoto's method. Um, where we're finding, we're doing deep and finding the foods that work best for you. And there's a six step success path by guy, guys. It's like the method to help you stop this, right? To stop your body thinking that your thyroid is attacking um, your body. So it's really just so freaking fascinating, like that your body's doing this, right? And I know, I know I'm like making it sound way better than <laughs> but I just want you to know that your body is trying to protect you. So essentially that's what's happening with when you have Hashimoto's, right? Your body thinks that your thyroid is a foreign object and it's just trying to protect you. Um, so 
what are things to look out for, right? Like let's dive into labs and understanding your labs because that's something that's also super important to understand to be an advocate for your health, but also to empower yourself, which is like what I'm all about. I think that we all deserve to know and understand our bodies like the back of our hand. And like I, in all of my programs with all of the amazing women I get to work with, like that is the first thing we talk about is just empowering ourselves, showing up for ourselves and making us a priority in our life. So let's talk about what labs mean, right? So you know the infamous TSH, right? So TSH is the one that's produced by the pituitary gland in the brain to send the signal to the thyroid to produce the inactive form. So they're going to test your TSH. They're, sometimes they're going to test your free T4, which is the inactive form, right? What's available right now, your free T3, so what hasn't been used by the body yet, um, and then antibodies. So there are different optimal ranges and I highly, 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 and really want you to go speak with your doctor about them. Um, I think everyone, unfortunately, uses different lab ranges, depending on where you're from, depending on what kind of doctor you see. So like, for example, someone who is in a like clinical, your PCP, your endocrinologist, um, probably uses mostly like the Western medicine clinical ranges, which are often extremely wide, right? So like your TSH, a normal TSH could be anywhere in between a one and a, I, I don't know what they use in clinical, but like, let's just, for example, a five, right? And that could be considered normal. And I'm saying that with air quotes, if you can't see me. But optimally, right, so what functional practitioners use, what naturopaths more on the holistic Eastern medicine side, the ranges are super small because your body op works optimally in smaller ranges, right? So make sure that you are teaming up with the doctor that you feel most comfortable with or practitioner that you feel most comfortable with to discuss what your labs mean. But I'm going to tell you kind of I'm going to go through what they mean, um, but I can't tell you whether or not your, like your specific labs are correct or not. And this is where I'm pulling out my notes. Um, if you're watching this on video in the Hashimoto's method, um, but this is where I'm, I'm reading. <laughs> so heads up. So let's start with the first one, right? your TSH, the thyroid stimulating hormone, okay? That's the one that signals to your body to increase or produce T4. So if your TSH is high, right, that could be a sign that you're underproducing the thyroid hormone, meaning you have hypothyroidism because the TSH is kind of built up in your blood, right? If your TSH is low, it can be a sign that you're making too much thyroid hormone and you have hyperthyroidism. Okay, so that's kind of where they are. I know it sounds weird because like if your TSH is high, why isn't the amount you're producing high? But it's the opposite. So when you think of TSH and if your TSH comes back high, that's typical with women with Hashimoto's to have hypothyroidism. That's what you're going to see. Okay, I personally like to see TSH between like a one and a 2.5, one in between one and three. Um, but What's nice is that you can do things to lower your TSH um, if it's too high and you can do things to raise it if it's too low. And that's the beauty of like diet and lifestyle, right? Um, then we have T4, which is the, the storage form, right? The inactive form of the thyroid hormone. And it's stored in your tissues so that it's available when we need it. 
So free T4 or FT4 is unbound, right? Unlike your total T4, and it's able to act in the body. So your T free T4 is stored essentially. If your FT4, your free T4 is high, that can indicate hyperthyroid or an overactive thyroid. And if your free T4 is low, it can indicate hypothyroidism. Um, and again, these are not diagnosis. This is just like you could Google this and see, but definitely speak with your doctor. Okay. Then there's something called reverse T3. I lied. It's free T3. <laughs> the reverse T3 is next. So we're going to talk about free T3, which is also like, I like to call it the gas, right? Because when your body needs more power, it converts the storage form, like the, the T4 you have stored into the free T3, which is the active form, which is what the body is eventually, the body is eventually going to use. So if your free T3 is high, your thyroid is overactive, hyper, right? If it's low, you may be, you may not be converting your T4 inactive to T3 very well. And that's one of like, one of the main causes of this, right? Um, is liver function. So that's where the conversion happens. One of the, ooh, the liver and the gut are like the two main places where these conversions happen. So poor gut health, poor liver health, right? You want to make sure that we're taking care of those. And that's something we're going to talk about a lot because in general, right, the thyroid plays a role in all these hormones, but the liver and the gut are like the two main ones. So if your free T3, your free T3 is the gas, it's the one that gets everything moving. You want to make sure that we're taking care of the places where the, that conversion happens. So next we're talking about reverse T3. Okay. So the opposite of free T3. So if free T3 is the gas, then reverse T3 are the brakes. Okay. So Part of T4 can also be used to create this reverse T3, which is another inactive form of the hormone. And reverse T3 slows down the metabolic processes, which is why I refer to it as the brakes, right? So if your reverse T3 is high in your body, so if you're getting a detailed lab report, you're most likely converting too much T4 to reverse T3 and not enough into the free T3 that our body needs to actually do the things it needs to do. And this is common and can also cause hypothyroidism symptoms, even if your TSH and your T4 levels are normal. So you could see it can get a little sneaky and it can certainly get extremely complicated. <laughs> this is why I always recommend asking your doctor to go through with them one-on-one -on -one and why I instill in you guys, if you're in THM right now and you're watching this, to advocate for yourself with your doctor and make sure that your doctor aligns with what you want in your healing journey. Okay. I'm not going to ramble on that much more. Um, then we have thyroid antibodies, which hopefully, knock on wood, your the lab tested them for you. Your doctor tested them for you. If not, ask for it every single time and tell them this is what Hashimoto's is and you want your antibodies tested. Um, but basically thyroid antibodies, the majority of thyroid conditions are autoimmune, which means that your immune system is attacking your thyroid. Um, so like I said, we have the TPO and then we have the TG and one is the paradox, parad I always struggle with this, the paradox, I'm going to read it, Pero, peroxidase antibodies, which is the TPO. <laughs> that was hard. And then the thyroglobulin, 
antibodies which are the tg tg and elevated antibodies can just indicate that your thyroid your body's attacking your thyroid um but don't forget guys just advocate for yourself show up for yourself doing the work that you're doing is important listening to this podcast is a great place to start and just know that lifestyle and nutrition changes can really help you with these symptoms and these labs and help you reverse your antibodies truly um so yeah that's pretty much Hashimoto's and your labs and understanding it all in one long, <laughs> very scientific podcast episode. But I hope you enjoyed. I'm so excited to come back next week and talk to you about more goodies and have the best day ever.